The cartel hostel in Santa Marta was a unique experience. It was a, a brilliant place. Very, everything you could imagine that was there, you know, old pool tables, uh, loads of graffiti on the walls, massive swimming pool, massive rooms, everything you can imagine was pretty much there. Uh, certainly the most unique hostel I think I've ever stayed in, uh, certainly on our travels. Now, Santa Marta was a nice place. I regret one thing in Santa Marta, and that was not seeing Simon Bolivar's resting place. The reason for that is at the time, didn't actually know that it was there. But having read books about Bolivar and things that he's done and things that he achieved, it, may, it, it would have been nice to have seen his final resting place, of the amount of things that he'd done for the continent of South America as well. So I look back in, not disgust, but I look back with a bit of um, you know desperation as such, I realise that it would have been nice to have seen that place. In general, though, Santa Marta is a lovely, quaint place, freaking hot. So we didn't end up doing a ridiculous amount, spent a lot of time chilling out in, in the swimming pool, the cold water swimming pool, which even by my toe dipping standards, I jumped straight in uh, one time because it was that warm. I walked up and down uh, the marina, up and down sort of the main bay road as well, and basically chilled out. Uh, we took a few local people by surprise one evening because uh, we'd gone out from the uh, hostel. We'd gone for a little walk around the streets uh, and ended up uh, eating some fried chicken whilst watching a game of football on a on the TV with a bunch of local people in, in a food shack place just off of one of the roads. People just looking at you like you're complete weirdos, wondering why you were there. They're just wondering why you were there. It's it 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 wonderful to see, but again, because we had a bit of a grasp of Spanish and the fact we both really liked football, it was good to be able to chat to them and you know, mention different clubs and who likes who and all of these sorts of things. So that was nice to see. The other funky thing that we saw, uh, again, for your football geeks out there, uh, so the Estadio Eduardo Santos in Santa Marta has a statue on the outside and it's a Monumento a El Bibe. If you know who Carlos Valderrama is, with his absolutely, the best hair in football by a country mile, Google it, best hair in country football, kind of looks like Charles II, I imagine. Massive, massive sort of funky hair. There's a big statue of him outside the stadium. So we've got a few photos of us and the statue as well. I'd love to grow hair like Carlos Valderrama. Uh, Google it and you'll see, you'll see exactly what we mean. So apart from the fried chicken, uh, which was incredibly tasty and scaring the shit out of the locals by turning up as well and watching football, the thing that I remember Santa Marta for is coffee. Now, you're in coffee-growing region anyway. Uh, you're in a, a very famous coffee-growing country. And there was one time, it was you know, early afternoon, about one o'clock, I think, two o'clock, and we got down to the local park. We're just meandering around. We're not doing a lot. We got down to the park. We sat there. You know, just chilling, we're just talking, uh, what we're going to do in Medellin and what we're going to do in Bogota, all that sort of stuff. And uh, the guy's come through with a little coffee cup and he was saying, Dindo, Dindo, just like a, a really, pretty much a really small shot of coffee. And we thought, yeah, I see, you know, why not? Let's have, let's have some coffee. I said, Dos por favor, Zaguanta Costa, turned out to be 20p, 20 pence per coffee, which was great. Uh, so pretty much, I think we've pretty much done it as a, we didn't do it as a shot, sorry. We were going to, but the guy said, just said sip. We were looking at other people around the square that he'd visited. Everyone was just sat there sipping it. So we sipped this coffee. Now, if you go back to the early travel episodes, we spoke about weasel coffee and how strong that was. Holy shit. 
This coffee absolutely blew your socks off. You can never imagine how potent something that small could be. Incredibly potent. And we were pretty much wired for the rest of that day. Uh, so much so, we ended up going back to the same chicken shop and scaring the locals again <laughs> by watching more football. And uh, we, fortunately, unfortunately, um, we didn't really get to, to bed that evening uh, for two reasons. Number one, we ended up just computer gaming quite a lot in, in the hostel very late at night. But when we were getting back to, when we were heading to bed, our little dorm room was right next to uh, a double room. And uh, let's put it this way, the couple that were in the uh, the, the double room uh, were not shy about what they were doing. I think they probably would have woken Columbia up, or she would have definitely woken Columbia up with some of the noises that, was, that were coming out of her mouth. So partly the coffee and partly being wired as fuck, and then also partly to uh, people indulging in sexual activity. And we didn't end up going to bed till about five o'clock, I think, uh, that morning. But all in all, it was a great place to relax. Really enjoy Santa Marta. Uh, I would love to go back again, again, just to go and see Bolivar's resting place. From there, it was off to Medellin. And the reason I say Medellin, you might know it as Medellin, is that in Colombia, now the double L is normally a J sound. In Argentina, it's a CH. In Spain, as you probably know already, it's a Y. But in Colombia, it's a J. So rather than it being Medellin, it is, or should be pronounced as Medellin. We're a bit apprehensive going into Medellin. You're in, you're in Escobar territory, you're in drug territory. All this bad press that we've seen, that we heard, that you understand from Colombia, the, the, the bad crap you get fed to you rather than actually visiting the place itself. Whether it's scare tactics, I don't know. It's one of the reasons I don't really like, you know, listening to a lot of mass media. It's all a bit nonsense, basically. But we had a couple of things here. Number one, we'd booked up a hostel a little while ago and it was almost like an Ascension moment. Now, if you remember in Paraguay, we ended up being in Paraguay in Ascension, the capital, when the Copa Libertadores final was happening, the main football competition in South America. Well, in Medellin, we'd booked the hostel, which was ironically opposite the football stadium, one of the football stadiums there, and the club, which I think is Atletico Nacional from memory had reached the final of the Copa Sudamericana, the secondary cup competition, football cup competition in South America. So we were gonna, we were gonna happen to be there at the same time that their game was going on and they were playing a, a much more uh, famous team, uh, one of the most famous Argentinian teams called River Plate. So we knew we had that to look forward to. We tried getting tickets. Um, it was very, very difficult to get tickets. I think where people in Colombia might take their football more seriously than in Paraguay. Uh, we, we tried getting tickets, but, we, you know, there was no chance. We couldn't find a way of getting tickets. Even the uh, people at the hostel were saying there's really no chance you're going to get tickets, mainly because you're, you're not from Colombia. Fair enough. But in Medellin itself, uh, Medellin is, apart from the obvious, uh, which is Escobar, it's also an awful lot of cable cars. Uh, that you can take that can go in and out of how should we put it uh, less well-off areas so you've got your main metro system that runs pretty much up and down the main road as well as a couple of other places but there's a big set of cable cars you can take as well so we spent a day and you know it's, don't know whether Aaron enjoyed this as much as I did because it involves going on transport so it's all 
it's all a bit geeky as far as I'm concerned. But we ended up going up and down all these cable cars, got a day ticket, and it was wonderful. You could see literally everything you needed to see in Medellin. You'd be going up to the top of, you know, almost like favela style places, going down into the main parts of town. Uh, we spent a fair few hours going up and down. It was, it was quite a cool experience. We also booked in for an Escobar tour. And the Escobar tour, there were various different Escobar tours that you can take. We decided to go for the one that wasn't ridiculously intrusive. We didn't want to sort of be too intrusive because you could do different things. Uh, there were tours where you could actually go and visit, you know, you know, pretty much live drug factories. Um, and again, this is all the hostels and whatnot are in, involved in all of this. So you, there was places where you could go and visit, you know, actual drug factories. Um, but we went on a tour where we went around some of, you know, Escobar's famous sites. Uh, saw where he was shot, visited his grave site, bits and pieces like that. Now, you know, we're not drug barons. We're not, you know, anything like that at all. We thought, we've always said, if we're going to get involved in, in a place or go to a place, it's always nice to be involved in either the cultural aspects of it or at least understanding how things are, why they are. And where, you know, where sort of Escobar is quite recent in a lot of people's memories, you know, certainly talking 80s and 90s. We decided that it'd be a good thing to do just for informational purposes. And it was a very good tour, it lasted uh, most of the days. Uh, it lasted uh, for quite a lot of one of the days, which was good. After we'd done the Escobar tour, we then headed back to uh, the hostel and go to the uh, Estadio Atanasio Guirado, which was the stadium where Atletico were going to be playing River Plate. Now, we tried walking around getting tickets, there no chance of getting tickets. Uh, the game was meant to be kicking off soon. We were by a bunch of bars pretty much outside the stadium. Uh, the game kicked off. We were watching. It was quite exciting. It was you know, certainly a different experience from Paraguay. And then all of a sudden, for some unknown reason, whether it was television rights or whatever, all the bars outside the stadium got shut down. So we had to go um, and find one of the main streets to go and watch, to go and watch the games of football. So we've quickly gone down this main street. We've basically just followed the crowd. We've we've gone down there. And we ended up on this main street, which I think might have been the Avenida San Juan. Big, massive thoroughfare. There's no traffic because it, it's literally just people watching the football, watching the local team in the final, in the, in the first leg. And we sat there. We've got a couple of beers from the shop and it's nil-nil. And we sat there. Um, for, if memory serves correctly, Atletico uh, score first. The, the whole... Place goes absolutely bananas. River Plate then score, or it might have been the other way around, whatever it was. And about halfway for the second half, and um, Aaron gets a tap on his back. So he's looked round and he's confronted with a guy holding a knife to pretty much his face. It startled him a little bit, it startled me a little bit when I looked round. A guy, knife, face, not a good combination. But on the end of the knife was a little bit of white powder. Okay, well, this is interesting. We're surrounded here by locals. We probably stick out like sore thumbs anyway, because we're the only mugs not wearing green and white, you know, because that's the, the colour of the home team playing. And Aaron's got a knife in his face with a little bit of white powder at the end. Now, there was two guys, uh, one with a knife and the other one looking at us. And uh, thankfully, the guy that didn't have the knife made a very quick, again, difficult to do on a podcast. But you know when someone's trying to order a drink, you kind of do the, you know, you, t you twist your arm in front of your mouth a few times to signal you want a drink. He noticed that we had beer. He, they, they had run out of beer, uh, but they had cocaine. 
So it's pretty much very quickly, rather than getting too startled very quickly, which we could have done, this this guy's mate has made a quick sign of drink. So we've made a, you know, um, we've made a sign of ch- exchanging, but we also say cambio, cambio, as in change, change. See, see, por favor. So we've given them a couple of beers. We have, um, uh, should we say, dabbled uh, from the knife that was presented to us. All I can say was, my word, that stuff was very good. Uh, in, you know, sometimes things are just better at source. That stuff certainly, how should we put it, gave us a buzz for the evening without a shadow of a doubt. Panic over, got back to watching the game. We were chatting with these guys. Final whistle went, game finished 1-1. They've got to play the second leg in Argentina next week. We said goodbye to the guys. We've run out of beer. We, we've got a bit of a buzz now. Uh, we're not going to lie. And we thought we'd go out for a little walk. We started going for a little walk and the police officers stopped us. And I'm sure at the time we thought, holy shit, this isn't good. You know, we've, we might have some white powder on us. You know, if we've taken it from the knife, there might be a bit of white powder somewhere. We've had a few beers. We're not in a state at all, but it could be, it could be quite dangerous. This officers looked at us, basically said, and he said this in English, to be fair, because everyone assumes you're American. When, when you try, if you're white and you're in South America or Central America, everyone assumes you're from the USA. He said, uh, are you staying local? And we said, yeah, the hospital's around the corner. And he said, oh, if I would you, if I was you, I would go to your hostel. And we said, why? He said, after big games at the stadium and the fact that they didn't win, things might kick off a little bit, especially if they come across for any reason in Argentine, things might kick off a little bit. It's safe if you go back to your hostel. And again, as we said time and time before, if you're given advice, it's probably best to follow that advice. And that's what we've done. Luckily, we were only five minutes away from the hostel. We went back to the hostel. We sat in the, the bar area. A few guys had come back from the game and they were talking about the game. And, you know, we were saying, is it a good draw? Is it a bad draw? You know, is it good for, you know, the, the, the team? Uh, Ramming a bit of that. Some bastard stole my hoodie from that hotel hostel, by the way. Not happy about that. Still not happy about that. Some bastard stole my, my hoodie. But we found out the following morning when we were going to head over to down to Bogota that, funnily enough, it had kicked off in the centre of Medellin uh, and also in and around the surrounding areas as well. Don't know why. It wasn't like it was severe riots, but, you know, enough to get you a bit concerned. And luckily enough... Again, we'd heeded the advice of the police officer. We stayed put in the hostel, uh, which is quite close to the stadium, as I mentioned before. That was that was Medellin. Uh, that was our end, the end of our time there. Uh, we'd it would have been awesome to have got tickets for the Copa Sudamericana because that would have been a quality duo to say that you'd seen uh, both finals of both main competitions in South America. But it wasn't to be. We'd enjoyed seeing the sights and the sounds in Medellin, walking around the old town. Bit of a desolate space was the centro of town there, but having gone up and down the uh, you know the metros and the you know the cable cars and bits and pieces like that, we knew that we had to head down to Bogota. We'd read a lot about Bogota. We were looking forward to getting to Bogota, and that is where our story takes us next time. So join us as we bask in the four seasons of funk, funky, funky weather that we're going to get in Bogota. Hasta luego.